just takes me in his arms and holds me he reaches down to brush the teardrops from my Until the feelings all subside He just takes me Help me sing it now In his arms and holds me He reaches down to breath Until the feelings all Oh, let's sing it again I love that song Hallelujah Oh, he just takes me He reaches now you to know that he loves you more than the devil hates you that there is no weapon that the devil can bring against you that'll ever prosper there is an authority being given to you as the elect of God and when he redeemed you to give it back to the adversary who kept you in a prison house you're elected and anointed of the Lord to triumph over every enemy against you tonight Hallelujah. I believe that here this evening. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd just like to read in a, in a real, in a just a one, uh, amen, scripture. And um, that Isaiah 10. Hallelujah. And... Uh, we just want to say that we're just delighted uh, to be here with, with our, our um, brother Ed. And again, and we appreciate 
um, Brother Ethan coming and picking us up tonight and, and uh, making sure we were taken care of this evening. And, and just um, we've, we have just appreciate your pastor's spirit. Praise the Lord. Here in Isaiah 10 and, and 27, it says, And it shall come to pass in that day. Somebody say, in that day, that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Won't you turn to your neighbor and tell him you're anointed? You're anointed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father. We thank you for your grace and your mercies. Thank you for the anointing that we feel here tonight. Thank you for your mercies, Lord, that are new every morning. I pray, God, that you'll come in a real special way here this evening. Lord, that you would anoint your servant and that you would anoint the people, Lord, and lift us all up into your presence and may your grace be with us, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would bless the pastor and his wife and family, Lord, that you would bless all of those who are laboring here with him. Oh, let your grace be with us tonight is our prayer. Minister and heal and encourage and may your spirit be with us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And can the church say amen? amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I've got a simple little thought here tonight, amen, anointed for deliverance, anointed for total deliverance, amen, how many glad for total deliverance tonight, amen, you're anointed for this, this isn't something that you're begging for, this isn't something that you're wishing for, this isn't something that you're longing for, you are anointed for deliverance. Amen. You're anointed for this. Now, amen, it is, we, we are, as we look there at the scriptures, it shall come to pass at that day. And I have come this weekend to preach on deliverance. And I, I think it's a wonderful thing as we, as we uh, look here at the message. I, I, how many is glad for the ministry that God's given you? Man, listen, God's, God's given us the ministry to bring the words of life to us. And, and, and as long as there is a wounded traveler, there's still an inn. And if there is an inn, there's still someone to bind the wounds. There's someone to preach the gospel of peace. And I'm thankful for that Holy Spirit. Brother Branham would put it this way. He says, now you shepherds, God give you the spirit and the word to take care of these wounded ones that's been brought in. And if you need any more, he'll take care of that when he comes. So just feed those sheep. Amen. Another place, he says, we can only, as the good uh, Samaritan, bring them to the inn. And the Lord told the innkeeper, take care of them. Give them so much pence. And said, if, if he wants anything to give it, uh, give it to him. For when I return, I will make it good with you. And he says, and I'm sure God will do that when he comes. 
when he makes it good with his pastors at the coming of the Lord Jesus. And I'm so thankful for that. And I say the ministry, we need to thank God for the ministry. Amen. I believe that we're in the season of, of uh, the total adoption of these bodies. Amen. We're in a season of total deliverance. Amen. If there's ever been a time for us to have faith and for our faith to rise and shine, it should be in the hour that we're living in. Amen. We should be living in this day of victory. Victory should be in our hearts. Amen. As the, as the first Easter when Jesus was raised from the dead and death had to let go, of the Son of Man. Amen. The very Son of God. What an incredible event that the ransom price was paid and God's elect would now be able to go free. But we're living in a time, where, amen, in a season where there's been another resurrection that has come place. Amen. We've, we, amen, the first day it was justification. It was a rumor. It was just a rumor that, amen. Uh, but then second uh, day, the, the, the sanctification, it came place. And uh, amen, in the, in the third day of this resurrection, uh, Resurrection. There was a, uh, uh, the, you know, 1906. But I'm here to tell you, we are living in the real, genuine resurrection power of the Almighty God in this season. Well, can you say amen? Amen. Hosea wrote after two days. Amen. And in the third day, he will raise up and we shall live in his sight. Amen. Brother Branham says, all Christianity is based upon resurrection. That's our hopes. Now let's find out why. He says the creator has so said it in order if, if we did not even have a Bible, we would still know that Christianity was right. The resurrection is not a replacement. The resurrection is bringing the same thing up that went into the ground. And if I should drop this Bible from this stand on the floor and catch some uh, another Bible and replacement, that's replacement. Amen. But resurrection is to bring the same Bible up that went down and that's what the resurrection means. It means to be raised up. And I'm talking about a church, amen, that God has brought out of dark denominationalism and has brought that original church right back. Well, can you say amen? Could you give me some monitors? Amen up here. I, amen. But I, I, I'm thankful for this resurrection that we have. Deliverance has always been a part of this uh, uh, message and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, can you say amen? Amen. Finishing up of the Great Commission is going to require the power of God in the church. Amen. This is not a denominational bride. This is the finality of redemption. This is the time when the Lamb has taken the book. Amen. This is the Lamb that He's taken. Are you hearing me? He's taken the book. He has laid the book in your hands and He's commissioned you to destroy the yokes of the enemy. Amen. He's commissioned you to do so. He's commissioned you to take that book, amen, and to go against the enemy. Amen. In fact, he says, I want you to prophesy. Take the book, eat the book, because you've got to speak again. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. The bride of this day has a specific message. It is a message of total and complete loosing. 
That's the anointing. We have no other age. We have no other church age. This is the age of final maturity. This is the age of rapture. This is the age that grandma's going to come out of the grave. This is the age of a body change. Well, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Do you love him? The power was always to accompany the Great Commission. And as long as the commission is still in effect, the power of God is still there. As long as the commission is still in effect, then there's got to be a Mark 16. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. And what was that to be? To let the world know that I am alive. The world is to know that Jesus lives right here in Edmonton. Amen. Amen. Mark 16 and 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach. Brother Brandon would say, demonstrate the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a believer? Then you're powerful. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name you shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Is there any believers in the building? Can you say amen? Amen. Luke was giving an account to Theophilus. Amen. And he starts off the book of Acts. And he says, the former treatise, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do. I love that. Began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up. And after that, he through the Holy Ghost has given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he had shown himself alive after his passion by many influences fallible proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which saith he ye have heard of me can you say amen in other words after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you you're going to be anointed to amen give witness unto the resurrection Hallelujah. Amen. Give witness to the resurrection. Why are you anointed? Because there is a word among us. Why are you? It's the word that has anointed you. It's the power of Christ living again. Word made flesh right here. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. That makes me want to shout, spit, scream all at the same time. Amen. Because there's something abiding inside of you. It's not just a knowledge. It's not just, amen, coming to church. But there is an anointing that is following that word. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? After that, the Holy Ghost. Now, you young people, it says don't leave Jerusalem until... Young people, don't go any further in the message until. Don't go any further in your walk with God until. You've got to be born again. 
There's too many people sitting in the churches today that don't even know what born again is. But it is the power of the Holy Spirit anointing you to confirm the word. Well, praise the Lord. He says, I want you to go to Jerusalem. Don't go on vacation. Don't go visit your aunt. Don't go visit your uncle. Don't, don't go visit your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Go to Jerusalem and stay there until. You get that kind of a determination and say, I'm going to stay here until. I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to stay here until. I'm needing the power of God, and I'm going to stay here until. I wish somebody would preach with me here tonight. Amen. I'm needing God. I want to be anointed. I'm going to stay here until I receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? He says, for you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of my resurrection. Oh, hallelujah. And then Luke, looking there at Theophilus, he's still writing. He's still writing. And then when he gets, when he gets down to amen, Acts 4 and 33, he says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them. Oh, can you say Amen. What happened? Somebody went to the upper room and somebody waited until. And when they came back out, now they were giving witness. Now they were giving witness of a living Christ. Oh, church of the living God, we're not giving witness to a dead denomination. We're not giving witness to someone's opinion. We are giving witness unto the power of the word of God in this hour. Well, praise the Lord. Bondage is denominationalism. Freedom is the word made flesh. Bondage is setting in a church. Message church. Well, glory. Without the power to overcome. Freedom is accepting what God is doing in that message church and being made a witness of his resurrection. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I hate to pester y'all for some more monitors, but I don't have any monitors up here. Hallelujah. Testing one, two, three. Amen. Glory to God. I'll slip you a $10 bill afterwards. Amen. If you'll give me some monitors. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Now, what, what did the scripture say there in Acts 2 and 43? And fear came upon uh, every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. So it is the devil's tactics to bind and oppress. But it's God's intention for the believers to be commissioned to destroy the yokes. John 10 and 10 says, For the thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Oh, can you say amen? So Satan's roaming. He's roaming like a roaring lion. He's going around as, amen, trying to find whom he can devour. Amen, that's what Satan's doing. 
He's, he, you're, you're not, you listen, God, Satan's right here tonight. He's looking to try to devour you. There's only one thing that's keeping you from being devoured. There's only one thing, amen, that is keeping you from being destroyed. It's the anointing that is upon your life. Oh, I want to get that to you tonight. You are anointed for total deliverance. Can you say amen? I say the church has direct orders this night. We have been given orders. Cast him out. Can you say Amen. It's the duty of the bride of Christ. Amen. To heal the sick, to raise the dead, to loose the bands of hell, and to set every captive free. Isaiah 58 and 6 says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens? And to let the oppressed go free. And that ye break every yoke. You see the organization preaches the theory. Amen. Their commission is to teach their members. To teach the deacon board. What is needed to stay in good standing with the organization. They'll rehabilitate somebody. Amen. They'll come in to, amen, and tell you how to be a, 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 a good Christian. Amen. Well, you still got the desire to smoke. Still have the desire to, amen, to chase women. Still have the desire to, uh, you know, to, to drink alcohol. Amen. And, and it becomes, they're an AA program. Amen. The AA program is, is to teach you how to deal with it. But when they walk into a message church, it's a different ball game. Amen. Because there is a people. Hallelujah. We're not here just wearing suits. We're not here just playing games. We're not here just singing songs. But we are here under the anointing of the Almighty God. Oh, come on, church. You're under an anointing to set every spirit free. Amen. Jesus wasn't a teacher per se. Amen. He didn't write books. Jesus didn't have a church. Amen, that he pastored. But Jesus was the answer, amen, to God's word for the day. I said, Jesus didn't have a big congregation. He didn't preach a big flowery sermon. Jesus was the answer to the word for the day. And when you're the answer for the word for the day, you've got what it takes to destroy the enemy of the day. Oh, can you say man? Amen. He says this. He says, but I'm only defending what Jesus said. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And Jesus said in St. John 14 and 12, verily, verily, I say unto you. That's absolutely, absolutely. I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall you do also. How can a man believe that he's sent from God and then turn around and deny the very commission that God said would be the identification of every person that he sent out? How can a man say there's no such thing as the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How can a man say there's no such thing as healing the sick? How can a man say there's no such thing as speaking in tongues and casting out devil when that was the very credentials that Jesus pinned on every believer that he sent out? That's the authority. What can you say, man? Now you might go to school and get your PhD, your LLD, whatever you want to do. That's all right. 
That's your identification to that organization. And them is all right. I have nothing against them. Wish I had them. But the identification of Jesus, when he sends a man out, these signs. You don't have to go to no college. You don't have to go to no seminary. All you've got to do is find an upper room and receive a commission. All you've got to do is receive the Holy Spirit. And that's good for some of us boys. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They always say us boys are dumber than the girls. Hallelujah. But Brother Branham said, God loves dummies. Hallelujah. He says, the more, the, the, the more initials you have and titles you have, it takes you further and further away from God. All God's looking for is a young man or a young woman that'll let the Holy Spirit come and, and inoculate him and anoint him. And then he becomes bulletproof. Then he becomes devil-proof. Then he becomes deception-proof. He becomes anointed of the Holy One. Well, can you say man? Can you say man? <laughs> the first one was for me. The second one was for the devil. Can you say man? Put that in your pipe and smoke it, devil. There is anointed people that believes this word. We're not that denominational bride. We're the bride of Jesus Christ. God has anointed you for total deliverance. When Moses came on the scene, Pharaoh was trying to say, won't you and the boys go? Moses says, no, I don't think so. Why don't you go on a few-day journey? And you guys get out there and have a little, you know, a he-man trip. and Go out there in the rugged. and That way you can come back in and gloat in front of the girls and say, yeah, we're not slaves. <sighs> Moses says, listen. You might have been able to talk to somebody 100 years ago, 150 years ago. You might have been able to talk to somebody 50 years ago, 25 years ago. But you've talking to the wrong guy now. I am anointed of the Holy Spirit. I am not leaving a woman. I'm not leaving a child. And you know what he said? We're not even leaving a hoof. We're not even leaving a hoof behind. Hallelujah. I've been commissioned by God. I've been anointed by God. And we are not turning around. We're not backing up. This is the season for total deliverance. And that's what we will. What can you say, man? <laughs> Abraham had heard that Lot was taken captive. It wasn't, well, let me go pray about this. Did you know that Brother Branham says there's some things you don't even have to pray about? 
There's some things in the Bible you don't have to pray about. If God's given you a commission, just go do it. Well, 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 well. All of your wells are showing that you have got some little uh, yellow belly in you. You've got to get rid of your yellow belly. And it's time to say, Satan, I'm coming after you. Lot's been taken captive. I don't have to pray about this. I am coming after my brother. I'm coming after my son. I'm coming after my daughter. I'm coming after the backslider. I'm coming after them. I'm anointed for this. Old backslidden lot was down there playing too close to the, to the, amen, the fence. Heard a preacher say one time, don't straddle the fence. The devil owns the fence. Can you say amen? Amen. Now lot got carried away. Man, the kings were gone. And the, and these other men were, amen, all of his family was taken off. Hallelujah. And Abraham went and says, I'm I'm in a covenant with God. And the Bible says that he armed his servants. He armed his servants. And he said, let's go. Lot belongs to me. This land belongs to me. I'm already under covenant with God. He's already appeared to me and says, I possess it all. And if I possess it all, I'm going to use my rights because I am commissioned. Oh, come on, church. Amen. You're not wimpy. Amen. You're not just a wannabe. You're not a beggar. You are a son of God. Hallelujah. Can you see, man? Oh, glory to God. Aren't you glad Abraham wasn't one of those halfway kind of guys? Come on. If you were backslid out in the world, backslid in the world, if you were a son, amen, that's, or a daughter that's out there in the world, wouldn't you want something down deep in your heart knowing that mama ain't gonna, mama ain't gonna quit praying until you come home? If you've got backslidden children out in the world, I guarantee you down in their heart, they're begging God, don't let mama quit fighting for me. Can you say amen? Could you imagine Abraham saying, well, we got to be satisfied with what we've got? You know, it was a mighty tough battle, but at least we got some things back. Here's what the Bible said happened. Genesis 14 and 14. And he brought back all. Somebody say A-double-L. The goods also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and also the women and the people. I'm here to tell you the battle's on. Hey, I've got some monitors. Thank you, guys. Hallelujah. Amen. The battle is on. The move is on, my Lord, the move is on. 
Well, I'm here to tell you the battle's on, dear devil. The, come on now. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Oh, when the devil's fighting your heart like he's doing with my earpiece. Amen. I was up there scrolling around trying to get this thing to go on. And I'm thinking, Satan, you, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm not a quitter. I'm not turning wrong. Come on, church. Amen. I, amen. Three weeks ago, I hurt my back. I've been to so many doctors here. Amen. The, uh, four different doctors in these last uh, a couple weeks trying to get my back up to going. Amen. And I'm letting the devil know, Satan, you don't know. No! Oh, come on. I almost backed out of coming. Amen. Because I've been hurting so bad. Amen. Hallelujah. But on the plane while I was coming up here, I said, Satan, you don't know. I'm not a quitter. I am of the royal seed of Abraham. And I intend to be anointed of God. I intend to destroy the oak. I intend to stand upon this commission that God has given me. Can you see, man? Can I tell you what happened? After he brought them all back, Melchizedek appeared. After the battle is over, We're going to lay our weapons down. And Melchizedek is going to come and he's going to have communion. It ain't going to be the preacher serving you communion. It's going to be Jesus Christ himself. Can you see, man? Deliverance is a resurrection sign. Deliverance is the end time sign. This is the seventh seal sign. This is the sign to where the dead will, grave will have to let go of the dead. This is the season where the world is going to go back to its rightful. This is the season, amen, that the fire is going to renovate. This is the season when the sons of God are taking hold of the word. That title deed that Adam once had. And they're standing up. And they're saying, Satan, not anymore. This is the season. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. You got to see yourself as a son of God. You got to see yourself as a daughter of God. You've got to see yourself as the anointed ones of this day. It ain't T.D. Jakes. It ain't Benny Hinn. It is the bride of Jesus Christ. Can you see, man? Total deliverance. A restoration is required. No matter. What stage of the journey you're in. I don't care. Whether you're in Egypt. You got to be cut loose. I don't care if you're still in the wilderness. Going through sanctification. You still got to be cut loose. If you're in the promised land tonight. Filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You've still got to be anointed. To defeat the enemy. In your life. Someone says, I got the Holy Ghost. Now I have arrived. Yes, you have, baby. A sword has just been put in your hand. Huh? Oh, yeah. Before then, it was mama praying. It was the preacher praying. It was the saints are praying. But now you've got your own weapon. Now it's, come on. 
We got a slogan back home. This means war. This means war. Hallelujah. You've come, but this means war. You're fighting me, but this means war. The enemy's on me, but this means war. You're, you're battling in my mind, but this means war. Come on, church. Do we have any warriors in the building? Hallelujah. This is the hour. And we know that there Jesus quoted the scripture out of Isaiah 61 and 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Can you say amen? And we know that Jesus was anointed. But then he turns right around in Mark 16 and says, Now I'm fixing to send you into the upper room. And now you're going to be anointed. You're going to heal the brokenhearted. You're going to proclaim liberty. You're going to open the prisons. You're going to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I have provided what it takes to equip you. But there was a portion of the scripture that could not be fulfilled until this day. Brother Bradham says he stopped right there. But now let's read what happened in our day. The day of vengeance of our God. This is where we're at. But now I want you, I want you to look in this day of vengeance. We look at the day of vengeance as the day where the world is going to burn it's the day that all the evil is going to be judged and the whore is going to be judged. But this is also the day where God's repointing you back. God's giving you your rights that the enemy took from you. He's not just taking you out of prison, but he is placing you as a son. Let's read on down. What's happening in this day of vengeance when God is dealing with that old devil to comfort all that mourn? To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. That is who is. This is you. Can you say man? And they, and they shall build the old wastes, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. This could only happen under this anointing. I've heard people say, oh, we've got the word. We don't need the anointing. I got up and preached one time about the anointing that's come. And, and the preacher afterwards says, that's the thing about you Pentecostals. You were Pentecostal, right? You, you came out of Pentecost, right? I could tell by the anointing. I'm talking about the anointing. We're in the word coming, Brother Wendell. We don't follow anointing. And I'm saying, okay, what was Revelations 10? 
That was the word coming. I said, okay. What was the word coming? My fear, or my, my dear fine fellow. The word coming is the anointing of the day to take the open book. The book has always been here, but the anointing to see. The anointing to... The anointing to take back earth was not given to those ages. This age has been anointed. And with the anointing comes that word. Come on, church. Who is that mighty angel? It is Christ, the anointing of Christ, coming down and opening that book to your heart. You taking courage and saying, Satan, I'm coming after you. Pentecostal. That hurt my righteous indignation. Hallelujah. Come on. You're anointed. Brother Wendell, we don't need the supernatural in our church. Well, if that was the case, then we didn't need this message. This message does not make scholars. This message is to anoint. Why do we need, why, 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 you, you, give me one good reason, okay? Cancer. Cancer's a good reason to need that anointing. You say, Brother Wendell, well, God don't heal cancer anymore. Too late. I've done seen cancers healed way too many times. There's an uncircumcised Philistine among us today. And that cancer, brother, you don't think cancer's a demon? How many believes cancer's a demon? Brother Branham, he says, it is near us here now in the discernment. That's what's the matter with the lady. She feels that. There's something wrong with her. I feel it moving against me. It's like a dark cloud going. Cancer. A dark cloud. It's a demon. Well, 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 well but, 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 Brother Wendell, we're only, I'm only a 20-year-old boy and a boy with the anointing. Brother Branham continues, and he says, and I see you as, yes, you've just had surgery, no, you've just been examined, you've got cancer, that cancer is located on the womb, the doctor told you there's nothing can be done for it. And now it, there, uh, there's only one hope that you have. And that's in Christ Jesus. Can you say man? You've been commissioned. Don't look at what the doctor says. You've been commissioned to cast them out. If he wanted you to have a PhD, if he wanted you to go to college and get a degree, he would have told you that. He said, go to the upper room and stay there until. Because you are going to declare that he is alive. <laughs> oh, can you came in? What's another? What's another one that we battle today? Am I doing all right tonight? Yeah. All right. Hallelujah. The Bible says, 
that men's heart in the last day would fear would, would fail for fear. We're living in an age and mental conditions are incredible. We're in a neurotic age, as Brother Brandon would call it. Mentally disturbed. Overly anxious. Nervous tensions. Can you say man? Did you know that Brother Branham says that is pressures from demons? No one is satisfied these days to be who God made them. I'm going to hit you boys and girls. No one likes their teeth. Back in my day, we, we, we just kept our teeth, whether they were going this way, that way, or... Hallelujah. But back when we were kids, we were born good looking. You guys have to have all that stuff done. Hallelujah. Just joking. Just joking. Hallelujah. And we're married. Amen. But we're in an age to where no one is satisfied. We got complexes. We're full of complexes. What does people think? How do I look? I got to be honest. My wife had told me what I'm going to tell her myself. Hallelujah. I ain't got my vest on. My wife had told me, now I'm going to send in you with two suits. So now you can, you can figure out which one I want to wear. But you're going to wear one. You can wear one with, with the going, one's going to have the vest. And then the other, then you can take the vest off one night. And then you'll have a different, then you'll have a different color of shirt. And then no one really, probably, probably might not even know. And, um, and so, but I've got this complex. I have gained 25 pounds since I seen you last, Brother Jonas, in June. Amen. Uh, and so, I, I have this complex of my belly. So I come in. Now, you don't wear, you don't, right? You don't wear, you don't wear vests on, you wear vests on Sunday. You put your, you put your Sunday best on on Sunday. So you don't wear vests until. And, and then I walked in the office and, and, or, and I'm in there. And then he says, whoa, you've even got your vest on tonight. And so then I'm getting a complex on my vest on a Friday night. And so here I am. Preaching anointed. <laughs> and, and so, I, I, and, and then someone says, your wife is watching in tonight. And she's going to see you with that vest. I went to the bathroom, took my vest off. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wear the pants in my house. Amen. She just tells me which one to put on. Amen. <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> I got a good wife. Praise the Lord. We can get complexes. And these complexes will drive us. And I want to tell you that nervous, that nervous intensity, it'll drive you right here. Come on now. Your pressures of demons. Don't follow your complexes. You're anointed to stand up and be who you are. I don't care if the world likes you or not. Be who you are. Stand out. Stand for Christ. Stand for the message. Stand for what?
is right. God made you you. And there's no one else that can be you. So be you. Can you say amen? Brother Branham says, I've come to the spot. I believe that people don't know what they're doing. It comes to the time to where a human being is, looks like has become such subject of evil until it's a pathetic thing. It seems like there's a shadow of darkness just over the people that's pressing them. It's pressing them. He said there's a pressure on the people today. That pressure has no limitations, no denominational back lines. It has no age line, has no respect of person. It's on the young and the old, the good and the bad. It's on everybody. It's pressure. We're living in a neurotic age, neurotic tension. Am I preaching to somebody? All this together, this tension building up. Then the result of it, doing something wrong, acting out of place. That's right. It'll make the poor act that way. It'll make the middle class act that way. It'll make the rich act that way. It'll make the wrong act that way. It'll make the pretty good act that way. It'll make the real good act that way. It'll make the good act the way because it's tensions, steam built up. Gotta blow it out somewhere. You don't. You don't. You you blow, you'll uh, you'll blow the boiler up. We find that it builds up as the day goes. You talk to your boss if you're working. Oh, so and so, and 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 speak to the to the kitty. Come in here, mama. I'm and it, it's. He says, "There you are." It builds up. Oh my! You feel like your head is going to come off. I know. I'm with it every day, so I know what it means. I'm preaching to you. If God wanted me to preach to somebody else, they would be here, but you're here. It's the power of darkness. The scripture says, Isaiah 60 and 2, Behold, gross or darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But with the darkness, Brother Branham's also said that there's a contrast. He has to separate the light from the darkness. So can I read you Isaiah 1 instead of Isaiah 2? Or 60 and 1? Watch. Arise. Can you put that up there? Y'all know. Yeah, I want you to see yourself in this. Hallelujah. Isaiah 60 and 1. Arise. Shine. For, for thy light and the glory of the Lord is for behold the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but the Lord shall rise upon thee his glory shall be seen upon thee and the Gentiles shall come to thy light and the kings the brightness of thy rising lift up thine eyes punch your neighbor and say get your eyes up get your eyes up lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together they shook they come to thee thy sons mamas I'm talking to you shall come from afar off and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side can I hear an amen darkness is the curse to the whore 
This day of vengeance is to come upon the whore and her daughters. Come on. And the scripture says, come out from among her and be ye separate. That you receive not of her plagues. The plagues are coming. The plagues are coming. Come on, church. Come on. You think it's bad right now? You should be here when the real plagues do hit. You think it's bad right now? You should be here. Amen. When the church is gone. In the great tribulation. What can you say? Amen. Amen. They forsook that third angel's message. Amen. The third angel was to receive not of that mark. Amen. He that worships the beast and receives the mark the same will have the wrath of God poured out. Receive not of her wisdom. Don't accept it. Can you say amen? We're in this darkness today. Amen. Their revelations 9 and 2 is already beginning to come out. Amen. Where the, where the lid of hell has come off. And all, amen, of that, uh, there, there are 9 and 2. It says, they, and he opened the bottomless pit. And there was smoke that came out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by the reason of the smoke. of the, But that's a spiritual happening. It's darkness. You hear me? And here we go. And you think about that. How many's ever went camping? Man, how many's ever been around smoke? I'm here to tell you, man. It, you, you, you might think you're not even around the smoke. I mean, you can I, you can pull every stitch of clothes off and smell your socks, and it smells like smoke. Smoke fills every crevice. Smoke fills everywhere. Smoke is all. It it affects everything. And that lid, Brother Brandon would say, the lid has come off of hell. And all of the demon powers are here on the earth now. Amen. And he said, how, go, how are we going to stand against it? It's conquered the churches. It's conquered the nations. It's conquered everything. But he says, but there was one voice one day who did know how to tame that devil. And I'm here to tell you that voice is in the bride. Oh, come on now. We talk about, you know, Bill Peacock said, amen, that, 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 that last sold the tornado and rode him and tamed him. I'm talking about a God that is living on the inside of you. There is no weapon formed against you that is going to prosper. Every tongue that comes in condemnation, you're going to stand against. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Out of that pit, Brother Branham. He predicts that mental illness before the coming of the Lord will get so bad that the whole world will go insane. Amen. Your meds aren't going to save you. Come on, church. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this may help you. Amen. You know, to take this pill and, and that'll make you, uh, that, 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 that'll help your nervousness and your anxiety. It's not going to help you. Amen. It just brings more devils in and more devils in and more devils in. Come on now. Brother Branham's already told us that Noah fit not. He says, now watch the spirit following it. There will come a time in the name of the Lord that people will go completely insane. And they'll say great hideous things in their minds. They'll scream and holler and, and, and great hideous things in their imaginary mind. And the radios and things, our television programs are producing it. And there will be so much as ants raised on the earth and will be as high as 14 trees. And a bird fly across the earth with wings four or five miles across. And 
and people see them and they scream and holler and cry for mercy. But that will be the plagues. In another place, he says, and when we open up those, uh, uh, Lord willing, in those seven vials, we'll see those hideous things. Men will go insane after a while until they imagine seeing ants the size of masses. They'll be tormenting women, tormenting men upon the earth. This mental illness, we've got so smart that our minds are about to fall apart. And you are living in the effects of it. You come to church and you'll sit here trying to listen to the word and your mind is tormented by devils. You try to do what is right and the devil's just hitting you every which you know you shouldn't have said that. You know you shouldn't have done that. You know you're not a good daddy. You know you're not a good mama. He'll tell us preachers that. You know you're not a good pastor. And he'll just do everything that he can do at you. Come on. And he'll sit there and he'll war on you and war on you and war on you. But don't you let the You live in this world but you're not of this world. Gross darkness is covering the whole people, the whole world, all of humanity. But arise and shine, you've got a light. You don't have to be depressed. You don't, come on church. You don't have to sit in this church depressed. You don't have to sit here thinking that God don't love you or that no one else loves you. God loves his people. And he has sent his anointing to separate you unto himself. Brother Branham says, between you and I stands a dark object. It's like a cloud floating, moving. I know who it is. I know what he does to the people. Wow, this must be really bad. There's this dark cloud floating. It's moving. I know who it is. I know what he does to the people. You're bothered with a nervous condition. Isn't that right? Mental nervousness. Upset. And you think sometimes that you're going to lose your mind. Another one. Between you and I is a dark cloud floating like a breath. Many people's told you, get next to yourself. I believe it was. Forget about it. You can't do it because there's something at you all the time haunting at you isn't that the truth if by God's grace and God's power and the divine presence of Jesus Christ if it'll leave you now will you permit it to come back again brother Brandon's not looking there saying sorry that's just the way the world is You just know now deep in your heart that you're a good person. He says you can't get next to yourself. You can't do it. It is at you all the time. But that demon wasn't here on this earth for you. That hell, that lid didn't come off of hell for you. And and that demon is going to take over the whole world, but it's not going to take over you. That demon is causing people to commit suicide, but it's not going to take over you. That demon... 
has taken down preachers. It has taken down good men. But it shall not have dominion over you. Can you say amen? I don't know if any of you, you, you young people look at Fox News, but there's was, there was a teenage girl still in school, just took her life the other day, being bullied. Evil's let loose. Am I doing all right? But I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Branham said this. He said, you, you want to get over that nervousness? Look, sis, I want you to ask, I want to ask you something. Just a minute. If I could do anything for you, that's the most horrible thing there is of anything else. You've no assurance of yourself. It gives you all kinds of funny feeling. You have all kinds of upset feeling like you was going to lose your mind and everything. And it bothers you real bad at times. It gets real bad and you get melancholy. And you, and you have to go off and sit down. And when you're walking on the streets, you, you, I, I see you. And it gets on you there. And sometimes you have to go back home. It's bothering you so bad. These are demons. And we are not to pet these demons. Mental illness is one of the leading tops or, or the leading of the top five of disability. Amen. Hallelujah. They say there's arthritis, back pain, heart disease, cancer, mental health problems, and diabetes. These are the five top causes of, of, of disability. There are more than 200 classified forms of mental illness. There are 400 million adults 18 years old and older uh, that are affected each year in the United States. There are 350 million worldwide that suffer from depression. According to the World Health Organization, depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Bipolar, bipolar disorder affects 5.7 million people each year. Prescription drug overdose has become the number one cause for accidental deaths. It has surpassed the car deaths for the first time ever. Car accidents have always been the leading cause of accidental deaths since they started keeping the records. Mental illness is a tormenting demon. It filters the mind, interprets the circumstances to its cruel ends. It leaves its victim tormented and hurting. It takes God's creation and it invades their minds. And that depression begins to turn their thoughts inward. Until they can't see things as they really are. That depression begins to eat. You say, well, you're preaching it here because we're a perfect church. You're a perfect church under the blood of Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you there are devils that want to take you mothers out. There are devils that want to take your children out. And I am come to tell you that we are anointed to cast them out. Can you say amen? amen? Depression will take your mind. Amen. Until everything is seen through that prism of the devil. And then before you know it, those suicide devils are right there. Telling the person how worthless they are. And come on. Turns themselves inward and they, all they see is themselves. All they feel is their pain. They are the only ones in their little world. 
and then their world turns on them. Hallelujah. The religious world don't know how to do it because they're conquered. Brother Bannon's just told us. The nations can't deal with it because they're already conquered. But when the anointing comes, Brother Wendell, where is that anointing? It's, it's, it's been here, brother. It's been here. That's that mighty angel that has come to earth with an open book. And it's equipping you Amen. to defeat. Oh, hallelujah. Is there anyone here depressed here tonight? Amen. Maybe you're fighting devils. I'm just going to pretend like you're the one. All right. Amen. That you're depressed. The mighty angel is coming your way and saying, I am giving you the commission to destroy that devil. He's aligned to you. He's aligned to you. The anointing is here to anoint you to break the yoke of the enemy. Can I get a witness, somebody? Is there somebody that needs to tell the devil I'm through? Is there somebody that needs to tell the devil we're through? Come on, church. Come on, church. You're anointed of the Holy One to defeat that devil. And that goes for you too, buddy. Hallelujah. The devil's tried to kill this boy so many times, but this is a warrior right here. Amen. His daddy and mama's been teaching him how to fight. His mom and daddy's been giving him this open book, and that boy can quote uh, uh, quotes to the devil. He's constantly telling the, the doctors that he's going to be well. He's and I'm here to tell you, I'm believing it with you, Isaac. You're anointed to defeat the devil. I don't know how long I've been up here. Hallelujah. Can I have five more minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20, 20. Hallelujah. I've got plenty of time to finish this. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord. Now, education has tried to help. And I'm going to stay on this for just a few minutes. I've, I've got some statistics to show you. Education says there, there are 5 million college students struggling with mental health. The University of Missouri says that in use, 61% of 1,010 college students who responded to an American College Health Association assessment reported feeling overwhelming anxiety within the last year. And 35.5% said they have felt so depressed that they, it was difficult to function. According to the Chronicle of Higher Education, more students than ever come to college on medication or in treatment for mental health problems. High school, according to the psychology today, the average high school kid today has the same level of anxiety as the psychiatric patient of the early 1950s. Gross darkness to people. Gross darkness to people. But I ain't the people. 
Arise, shine, for thy depression has come. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory, and the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon you. You know what that means? I can have a sane mind. That means we can pray and cast that devil off you tonight. That means this week, this, that means right now, you're going to tell the devil, I'm drawing a line in the sand. You're not coming any further. This is my weekend. Depression is going out the door. Cancer is going out the door. Sickness is going out the door. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I'm going to stand on my rights. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's where we are. That's where we're standing. Can you say amen? Amen. You young people that's out there dabbling in sin. Getting on your phone and looking at stuff you're not supposed to be looking at. It's time to tell the devil goodbye. You're not one of those kind. You boys and girls, girls are rising in pornography addiction, amen, at a fast rate, a very fast, used to be the boys, but now it's the girls rising in, 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 in addictions. Don't let it become, uh, don't let that be you in the house of God. Pornography is out there. You're not going to get away from it. You're going to see it every stand you go to, every time you turn around, it's going to be right there. But I'm here to tell you, you can be inoculated by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can be so anointed of God that you can get married without ever seeing a naked male or a naked female. Save your bodies for your, your spouse. Stay off those sites. You're anointed. Now, if the devil's, if you've fallen and the devil's beating you up tonight, it's time to get this thing exposed. I believe in exposing that devil. I feel good right now. I, I, it, it's time to expose that old devil. You've been hiding. You, you, anyone in this building been hiding it from your spouse. Amen. You keep praying and you keep asking God and you can't get delivered. What you're going to have to do is expose that devil. Go to your wife and tell her, Mama, I, I've been sinning. And I need you to help me. And I'm, I'm going to, if we can, let's go talk to our, our pastor here. And let's, let's, let's get some counseling and let's pray. Amen. Counseling ain't going to do anything for you, but it'll, it'll keep your wife from killing you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Prayer is what's going to, <laughs> prayer's what's going to save you. Come on now. You boys and girls need to go to your mom and daddy. said, I've been hiding this undercover. But we're going to expose this devil. I am not a part of the darkness. The light has come to me this weekend. I'm going to stand up against it. I'm going to be free. I'm going to be free of pornography. I'm going to be free in my mind. I'm going to be free in my heart. I don't want anything keeping me back from this anointing. Can you say amen? But if the devil can keep you bound in your mind... That way, when you start praying, the devil says, ha, yeah, yeah, good one. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. 
I heard at one of the youth camps there, uh, over there, there Brother Tim Pritz youth camp uh, here a while uh, some time back. Man, there was a devil. There was devils being cast out. And, 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 and uh, they, they told the story, so I don't, I don't guess they'd mind me telling the story. Uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the brothers in, in, uh, in Brother Tim's church, Brother Tim Pruitt's church there, uh, his, his daughter was, was needing delivered. And, and so they were praying, and, and so the dad was right there just to tell him. And then all of a sudden, that devil just looked right straight at him and says, what are you talking about? You've got a TV hidden in your house. Um, what, what do you think, what, what do you, what, what do you, what, 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 what do you think that her daddy done? Yeah, you're right. Right? Right? He was, he was playing with the devil, dancing with the devil. And then when he comes and tells the devil to leave, the devil says, <laughs> you're funny. So what we do is we lift the cover. We repent. We simply repent. It does. Come on. Only the elect of God can repent. The serpent's children ain't going to repent. Cain never repented. The angel of uh, Lucifer never repented. But a child of God can repent. A child of God can say, I'm, you're, you're right, I am wrong. Forgive me, wash my heart. Now give me a sword. I'm going to kill that devil right now. You're not living another. You're not living with me anymore. Well, you should be rejoicing a little bit more than that. Satan's not allowed anymore. He's not allowed in my home. He's not allowed in my heart. He's not allowed in my mind. He's not allowed in my car. He's not allowed on my computer. He's not allowed anywhere. Hallelujah. And when he knows that he's not allowed, devils start trembling. Can you say amen? So a sister that God set free in my church, beautiful lady, had a rough, rough childhood. And she battled many complexes. And when the Lord saved her and brought her into the church there, Oh, my, I'd witnessed to her. She was a 14-year-old and already working and, and uh, you know, uh, she's a little redhead and, and at, at a little restaurant about 15 miles from us. And, and I'd, I'd give her a hard time and she'd give me a hard time and she knew I was a preacher and, and, uh, and you know, and, and so um, we'd talk a little bit. She started talking to me about the Lord and things, you know, and... Uh, you know, I mean, now she, she wore tank tops and shorts and all of that kind of thing, you know. And, and, uh, but I've witnessed to her and was kind to her. Well, one morning, I'm, I'm, I'm in the back of the church there with, with the brothers. And, um, and here comes Katrina. And, and she walks in. And as soon as she sees me, she grabs a hold of me and gives me this huge big old hug in front of all the guys. And I can't... She just, I come to church. 
good. And the guys are all going, aww. She'd be embarrassed if she's listening in. She'd be really embarrassed. But the Lord's touched her and done a beautiful work. I mean, it's an incredible, it's an incredible story how the Lord has brought her out. She's a mother now, and, and uh, it's just, just incredible. But I remember when the Lord touched her, amen, and she came up to me one time, and she says, Brother Wendell, every morning when I get up, I tell the devil, it is devil booty kicking time. And I said, all right, that's a good slogan. It is devil booty kicking time. We're not putting up with the devil anymore. Come on. Come on. How many, how many wants deliverance? Hallelujah. Deliverance is in the house of God. Deliverance is in the house of God. If you've got these devils that are hanging on to you, I think it is time tonight to come to God and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it right here. I am looking for deliverance. Because he whom the sun sets free will be free. You can't kill devils when you're in prison. You've got to come out of the prison house so that you can go out and fulfill your commission. If the musicians would come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're anointed. You're anointed for this. The devil's been telling you that you can't, that you won't. I say in the name of the Lord, why don't you stake your claim tonight? Why don't you say, Lord, I'm just going to take you at your word. And he shall have no more dominion over you. Is that not what the apostle Paul says? First Corinthians 7. He shall have no more. Why don't we just sing that song, He Touched Me. Y'all know that song? He touched me. He touched me. Oh. 
Press the Lord. Just touch. 